you are listening to Let's Go, the weekly anime podcast about the weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering anime that aired the week of the 15th to the 21st of May 2022, with the exception of... Tiger and Buddy, Season 2, Episode 7, Out of the Mouths of Babes, Oft Times Come Gems. We Uh, forgot, there was actually one more pairing we need to give life advice to. (laughs) Yes, uh, this is a pairing of Kaede and her pal. uh, So Yes. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's the name. They've come to visit Dad. To help out with an essay they've got to write, or at least that's the lie they're telling him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they know how she definitely knows how to butter up her dad. It's like, oh, dad, you have the best job. It's like, what? sorry, you, did you just say I have the coolest job, and everyone knows that I'm your dad and a superhero and freaking thinks I'm cool? Everything's turning yes. up tired. Yeah, this is great. Uh, Blue Rose is on the case immediately and said, nah, that's off because never Kaya's in town. We always hang out together. We have a good time. We go out and have some like some nice lunch or something like that. So, yeah, she's fucking playing him for a fool. Mm. And this is uh, this is interfering with his personal life because Barnaby's finally went. It's like, hey, how about that drink? It's like, ah, uh, okay, cool. Yes, yeah, excellent. Yes. I left no, my wallet at home. No. Oh, a surprise visit from my daughter. My dad buttering me you. up. Well, now I have to stick around for this. This is amazing. Uh, yeah, and it's fine because hey, Barnaby's got his other friend now who he can invite out. Not um, the plant. He's Power uh, Jimmy Olsen. Yes, mm. uh, is he Matthias? I think his name is. Matthias. Matthias. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and we get some more insight into the um, the science that he's doing, and it doesn't seem to be evil mad science. It seems to be under pressure capitalism science which is often mad science yes and, and, that's, that's being, being, and being very short-sighted or at least turning a blind eye to what the possibilities the sinister possibilities such research could uh reek yes they've got to get Jimmy Olsen, that's how you turn yourself into a giant turtle man yes that's, so that's how that happens him like, and so. his boss have been injecting themselves with their science that they've been coming up with uh, and all, the only result they've got to show her for it is that his boss can make his fingernails grow longer. Hmm. That, that's his next power, basically. Uh, so at the power of Meg from that one episode of Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, it's get power. Two two weeks to get results. No, two months to get results is what they mm. were told at the end mm. of the episode. Um, uh, so and basically the way he, as he explains it later is. He's trying to make it so if everyone has superpowers, then no one will be left out and there won't be next hate because anyone is capable of, of being that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's saying this too, because Barnaby is an open. Well, he can't take his daughter to work, so he's going to like take him for a tour of uh, someone who's equally as heroic, a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> a scientist. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, and uh, while Kaide and Saraj are here, they're just like, dope. Go go to the open day at at, at hero school. I mean, because well, you want to sign up in there. Because we knew Dad would never allow me to go because he says being a superhero is too dangerous. But he's a superhero himself. But that's so we the way said we'd are. visit on a day we knew he had work and go like, oh, can we get a tour of the hero facility? And it's like at short this short notice, no, no, you cannot. And he's he's all disappointed. But Barnaby's like, oh, I'll take him out to the lab yeah. for a bit. 
it, it's our showing as well that's like much like much like in in our own reality um a, a big city setting you know people are being more accepting of their lifestyles and ideals but it's like even a phenomenon as clearly embedded as next to you know it's obviously you can hear us in the big city and around tv and that looks super cool but uh yeah there's not as nice to you like maybe out in more rural areas where i guess some surrounding from mm-hmm. uh, and yeah her power's kind of grows through because she just kind of turns into a big balloon and floats around you know it's big which is like it's very helpful as you see later on but it just looks kind of weird and gross it's kind of yeah i yeah, understand yeah. being a bit self-conscious about it at her age uh we also get a brief bit with yuri and katetsu doing a educational demonstration for a bunch of school children explaining superhero lore uh mm. which i was so pleased it had the little story beat of the kids thinking lunatic is cooler the wild tiger <laughs> <laughs> because when i used to run a long-running superhero role-playing game campaign that was a story beat i put in to annoy one of the players characters was that <laughs> he had i introduced Excellent. like or he all his like kid fans who would hang around and cheer him on for like months on end and then i introduced a superhero who was darker and who they thought was more cool than him <laughs> <laughs> I guess if he's just like getting uh, kind of gigs from his just making appearances at primary schools, thinking, you know, maybe I should put the old mask and cape back on again, you know, do some real good in the world. Yeah. Also, we get the, because the, we've established like everyone at home knows Katetsu's Wild Tiger. Also, all these <laughs> children in the city know Katetsu is Wild it, Tiger. It's, it's wonderful because it's, it's the thing of like the domino mask hides everything. It's like, dude, you have a very specific kind of facial hair. It's, it's, you're not fooling anyone. And also, people constantly call you Katetsu on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not working. Uh, I just spotted that we lost the stream. Oh dear. Oh god. <laughs> okay, I I I, I was going to say something because the aspect ratio changed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I jumped there, I said I'd have a quick look, and I was like, "Yep, right, that's gone." New stream. We'll start again then. Uh, okay. Did Skype update without telling me? Um, it updated for me earlier. So settings. Naughty, naughty. Uh, it did not. So that is just OBS going into business for itself. Uh, reuse settings. Literally reuse settings right from the start. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was I should I was keeping a watch on it, and then for some reason my eyes didn't notice that it had stopped. Um, it's when, like when Nal said when the aspect ratio changed, I was just like, oh, something's happening. Yeah. There we go. Going, going. Right, we're back on the video. So we were talking before we were so rudely interrupted about Tiger and Bunny Season 2, Episode 7, and we were at the point where we were discussing Lunatic and Kotetsu mm. doing a demonstration to some small children. Yeah. Um, but yeah, How first... disinterested he is versus how like wild Wild Tiger is in interacting yes. with these kids is fantastic, yeah. Uh, Kaide is... Yeah, her real purpose is to go to the Hero Academy, and she's picked up a, a brochure, which is the bit which reveals to her dad what she's actually doing, and they come clean. Um, mm-hmm. 
and he makes a very poor attempt at discussing it with his daughter, and the two children run off, and Barnaby chases after them. He stays behind and rings his brother and talks about what was it like when I told Mum I wanted to be a superhero. Well, his brother opens with it. It's like, you pissed off your daughter, didn't you? It's like, uh, yeah, but like, it's like, yeah, you only ring me when you fucking do that. It feels very family, is what I'm saying. You know, those marks on Mam's hand, you know, she's like, you know, uh, you see him all the time, she's pretty easy going, but those marks on her hand, it's from watching you on TV. You know, she knows you're a superhero and this is your job and all, but she still worries about you. And that's natural, but she's got to let you off to do your own thing as well. You got to live your life. Mm-hmm. So it's natural to be, be worried, but you got to, um, you can't uh, shoot him forever as well. You gotta let him live. It's like you're right, bro. Maybe I should see about that. Oh no, there's a a pretty fucking wild construction accident. It's raining down girders like like a hail of bullets on things. So good thing Barnaby is there to help the two help the two young ladies. But uh, mm. yeah, it's fucking going crazy. And then to the and Kaya fun says, well, those who can. Sh- do so she's like I'm gonna phone help and I'm going to initially she tries to convince her friend to help but like too scared basically it's like I'm not I'm not hero material I can't do it it's like well I'll take your powers or copy your powers and uh, I can do it I can swell up my face to a balloon Mm. but unfortunately one of the construction workers she rescues is also an exo that overwrites (laughs) the power that she has I'm sorry (laughs) I got got heat vision to put me on welding duty (laughs) and they remind you about that uh, earlier in the episode, episode when they're recapping mm-hmm. when they're, all, ba- they're basically all showing off to Golden Ryan about how close they are to <laughs> Wild Tiger's daughter mm. really impressive and he's impressed by her really cool power but then it's like yeah but you can only copy one power at a time and once so yeah a bit of a liability in that regard yeah yeah and so yeah she's falling but luckily her dad arrives to save her the two people she was trying to save and then he's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with being a superhero, but I'll take you to the Hero Academy. And then we meet, we meet the uh, the principal of the Hero Academy who loves to hug people. Mr. Hugs too long. Very friendly. Yes. <laughs> I was would I need to go back and watch the uh, the uh, the interviews on uh, uh the short which had got the like 20 minute interviews Rinchi mm. uh Chad because I was wondering is he based off the producer of that because oh. I remember <laughs> on his Twitter feed there's lots of yeah. photos of him hugging people uh and I think he looks mm. slightly similar and I know I know from interviews the well in the interview with the director of the rising Somebody asked if the producer character in that was based off anybody in real life, and his reaction was basically yes, but I can't tell you who it is. Uh, so. I mean, besides him like hugging for a little too long, uh, he seems perfectly lovely, yes. and even like he's he's very good to the kid who is like, I don't even want to be here. I shouldn't. Even, I don't have the right to be here. And he's like, No, we'll we'll show you how to use your powers, like so you don't like feel bad about it. That that's what we do yes. here. It's not just it's not the, just making the celebrities. Hero Academy seems to be a little misleading in terms of what they do. It's I, like, I think it's probably a publicity thing. Yeah. 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 It's finding how to use your power and how that power could have a place in the world. School for gifted youngsters. Yes. A school exactly. For gift- not every one of them needs to be an X-Men. It's fine. 
Yeah, that didn't really kick in though until Grant Morrison started right in the comic. <laughs> it really didn't. <laughs> for my private army. I mean, the intention was there. The intention yeah. was there in New Mutants, but hmm. those yeah. pesky kids—they've got a bad role model of the X Men being in the same school that they constantly <laughs> want to go off and do X Men stuff. Ah, dear. Uh, uh, anyways, the uh, the. the... The Blunder Twins, their world, their world tour is going to make its next stop, Bobby's final stop at Sternbill City, coming in by private jet, very swish. Where they're dicking about with the safety equipment on the plane. <laughs> well, as well, it's their, it's their jet, it's their, they're just sticking to yeah, a month, allowed, I think. It's... I, guess, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do hope we get some more backstory, not so much on them, but on their uh, surrogate father, of exactly how calm he is dealing with them. It's just like no fun. He's seen them commit like world kind of atrocities and they're messing around with lighted foot saying, and now you boys, you'll be careful with those. Yes, Dad. Yeah, they seem to be very um very trying to curry his favor, very like uh, keeping dad happy kind of thing. Which is like pres- they've they've killed a lot of people, nice. so presumably they could potentially kill him as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean they're, they're presumably doing it all for the good of Ouroboros. Um Whatever that good is at this point in time yeah. in the story. Um, well, it's it, it eats its own tail, so no, it starts off and it's good, but it's going to get kind of bad or circle back around to being good again. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, I, I did end up carrying on watching the next week's episode. Uh, but, so oh, okay. It, next week, you'll get a little bit more of like a contrast between them and the other characters or some of the other okay. characters. So I think there is a, definitely a purpose of those two being buddies as well, and having their own yeah, version yeah. of the parent figure that all the that well not all the other buddies because some of them are full grown adults. I don't think Fire Emblem and Sky High. Well, maybe they did need an adult telling them what to do. They did need advice. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's not like the stage mums we've had in the other ones. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, it is One Piece, episode 1017, oh, yeah. a barrage of powerful techniques, the fierce attacks of the worst generation. Uh, dipping back in, because everyone was saying, well, two episodes later, we got another fantastic-looking episode of One Piece. And it is just about, like, 15, 16-odd minutes of does everyone gang up on Kaido and beat him up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you give, give, give us your flashiest moves possible mm-hmm. yeah it feels less disciplined than 1015 it feels like as chaotic as these five barely disciplined um mad men attacking a giant dragon man and a very large lady um using uh whatever weird superpowers they have and well, three of them have got weird superpowers. The other two have no superpowers. They just can hit people with blades. And one of those well. guys with the weird superpowers also has a blade. And I did appreciate them all running at him with swords at one point. <laughs> yeah. It felt very piratey. Yeah. Yeah. It and, did. You know, it doesn't get, it's like getting told what to do if one say, I'm fucking <laughs> not everybody's. He's still like not gonna teamwork yet. He doesn't get that. It's asking you, I'm not telling you, I'm just asking you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my, the one thing I didn't like is there's the bit where uh, Kid does his like ridiculous, I'm building a giant robot, I'm inside the giant robot, 
And that's mm-hmm. followed by Luffy doing his I'm going into gear four, now I'm a weird, bouncy, almost giant robot man. And then they had to give Law a little bit of flashy animation. I was just hoping there was going to be no flashy yeah. animation for him. He'd just be standing there because he has no flashy power-ups he can really do. He like doesn't really do transformations, but he does transform the landscape into giant spikes. So yes, he that. does. Yeah. But, and he also, they like, they like, he has like a hand movement, which is like far more extravagant than anything he's ever done, really. <laughs> Well, he was doing a big move. He's got to do something flashy. Um, it's all wrist. But I think my absolute favourite bit is Zoro bearing down on Kaido, and Kaido in his post-traumatic stress disorder, seeing uh, the one man who hurt him before appearing in uh, Zoro's face, and then him having to the one time he avoids an attack because all throughout the rest of the episode, he's just letting these guys hit him. Going, oh, and even yes. Big Mom is, is basically shouting that she recognizes it. It's like, Kaido, get the fuck out of the way. I suppose as someone who's you know who's used to taking and swapping swords around, you can see like there's some somebody in that sword. You don't want to yeah. meet them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so he dodges that, and then it has like some absolutely fantastic impact f- frames of the sword actually mm. hitting the mountain top, where mm. it feels like that's like a smeared drawing of a dragon's mouth chomping down. Um, mm. it is uh, there's a lot of fantastic stuff but I think that's my favourite moment in the entire episode yeah, it's the shit that's fucking erupting and just like <laughs> it's just fucking I mean even even Big Mom gets get, get the moment there she's just fun like uh, just calling down the lightning fun slapping everybody with that super cool as well but oh, of course yes. as we know we have which is the natural predator of the, of, the, of the lightning user is one monkey the illusion. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my, my other, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're going to say, Brian. It's my other favorite bit that is literally yeah. taken straight from the comic because it's very, very. Why did the lightning hurt you? I made a rubber. Oh, I get that. Oh, well, that's fine. I'll beat fire monkey. Kucha! <laughs> Why didn't the fire hurt you? Yes, that's God. the bit. That's well, because of course, <laughs> if you if you if you read the comics, you now know why the fire didn't hurt him. Uh, Guts. Yeah, I know. But, um. <laughs> yeah, sure, Luffy. You just think yep. it's guts. Uh, until... You can't call it that. Yeah, you can call guts it that. Kind. Good guts made manifest. Exactly, mm. it's guts until a giant elephant will tell him otherwise at some point. I assume. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that line, of course, yeah, now hits harder because uh, we. Mm. If you read the comic, you've got more information. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful episode. He caught up to it in like a year, probably. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be a year around, and then mm-hmm. then there'll probably be another crazy episode that everyone will rush to see. Um, <laughs> uh, where, yeah, where it's going to get the the height mm-hmm. of One Piece again. Someone's um, going to go wild animating a cyborg dinosaur. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. I always keep an eye on Twitter of when the One Piece is being good because it will come up that it comes up now in the sidebar of trending nice. topics whenever there's a really fantastic handily animated <laughs> one piece episode yeah i mean like it's it's like with a lot of things the comic is, is so good i feel very little need to to dip back into the show and the show is excellent but it's just like give me the, like the cream of the crop basically yeah. so it's it's worth popping in for that yeah uh, then we got birdie wing golf girl story episode seven purple bullets this was the thing I watched immediately after recording last week's episode, and I was like, "God damn it!" I said a thing, and it was immediately disproved 
possibly as we were recording it. Uh, <laughs> sort of disproved. Well, well, it's only oh, one well. arm, you know. It's you, only one arm. You, only... you had to see the full body prosthesis golfer just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not entirely a robot as far as we know. Um, but yes. It opens up so many possibilities, though. Like, oh, you thought the technology was confined just to, like, switching around and making a fancy golf course. Like, I can say a space car on it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it, like, if you watch this episode and you didn't stay after the credits, you fucked up. Because yes. that was, like, the best bit. Like, I, I was enjoying the whole fucking thing. But that was just like, oh, that's a really interesting visualization. And it's like, oh, no, that's not a visualization. That's what's literally happening. That was amazing. I thought, like, oh, she retired because of an old injury. Everyone's saying, yeah, an old injury. That, you know, it didn't just take off her shoulder. It took off out her entire fucking arm. I lost my arm in the Gulf War. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, because she's like, you no, know, as the same technique. If uh, you got, think you got, you think you really want to go bullet shots that I got of uh, my own nice year? Because, again... Playing golf, the same as shooting the man. You just load and fire, put it right between the eyes. Uh, she seems to only have the one shot, but it is like it's Crimson Rose shot or something like that. Mm, Crimson yeah. Rose bullet. We see a flashback yeah. where we see that she was trained by Shah Aznable as well. Who mm. uh, making right? He makes an appearance. So he's he's come back into town. He drops by the the barfinage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he's uh, like, and she's he's... like, "We're closing down." You and it's like, well, if you're closing down, sell me all of your alcohol. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I'm still not entirely clear now what Rose's thing is. Like, how, was she manipulating Eve so she could face her in a proper a golf rival? contest? Yeah, because like, yeah. there's nobody other, nobody else worthy of yeah battling her. But at the same time, she seemed to be convinced that she seemed to be trying. Was she lying to the other people that she said Eve comes back or? Has she got some other plan to get everybody out of it uh, at the end? I mean, by the looks of things, in the yeah, next episode yeah. preview does seem to indicate that everybody's running away from the mafia uh, again. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the reasons that Cher is back is, like, basically she might have given him a buzz and go like, hey, I'm going to take out your other student. He's like, we'll see about that, because I taught her more than one bullet. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, well. That well, the bullet, uh, the bullet style of golfing is like a is a, a style of soul successorship. So there can be only <laughs> one uh, true heir to the style. So and they must face sure. each other in deadly golf combat until one comes out on top. Um, okay. I I like the way the the mafiosos are re- the boss is are really getting into it. Um, but the other thing was uh, I I really like that Vipera is um. She's just completely like fucking babyface. She's just like, oh, she's really supportive. It's like, ooh, that drive is really gonna mess with her confidence. Don't worry, you'll get her next hole. That kind Again, of man, it's just like you know the one, the the, the, one, the big eyes and the, and, and the tongue, con- the mouth constantly agog. You know, you can't do it but and say, I'm a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're a fun cartoon no, character. You're adorable. No you're like yeah. one of those little like adorable snakes. You can have a little pet in the head and you give it a tiny little fez on. That's that's what you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the guy mafia uh, boss. See, he's played very goofily in this episode of, like, like that was close enough. That should count as her potting the ball. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the purple bullet of the title is a bullet that she's devised herself after learning how to slice in VR, which is where... Uh, From a girlfriend. I mean her rival. Yes. Uh, it is. Uh, would you believe that purple is Aoi? It's it's weird, right? That's, we it's go. weird that kind of Te- coincidence. Technically, that's blue, but I guess it's it's, it's bluish, <laughs> blue red, purple. It, it's fucking violent. Whatever. 
Um, but oh. yeah, it's I like the idea that it's just like um, did you did you name a golf style a golf hit after your rival? Because that that seems like that's very like sleeping next to a portrait of your rival type behavior, you know. Mm. Yeah, I keep a picture of locket to remind me of how much I hate her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't remember what the lady mafioso's name is, but yeah, she's kind. She's kind, kind of, of fixed. On the out now in the yeah, she, but she fixed that particular hole so because she knows that Eve can only hit the ball. She can't do curves. Forward, she, she can't, can't slice. Slices. Yeah, so this will mm-hmm. get her. But yes, she did not realize that she had learned slicing in VR. Um, and initially, you think what um, uh, Rose is going to do is like wear Eve down because Eve doesn't play golf like a long game. She plays like the short game. And uh, it's just like, oh, that's what I'll do. But that's the thing that gets her in the end because like every shot, she's kind of beaten Eve just by a few meters or something like that. And then you kind of see that crack start appearing in her shot. And I was like, oh, that's a really nice visual. Yeah. <laughs> And it's literal. It's literal. Like, it's not fake. How are they going to maintain the tension when it's back to facing off against school children? Um, I assume the school <laughs> children are going to be mutants or cyborgs or oh, just something please. fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, definitely. You know, in the opening credits, we get to that. They go down like the the, 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 the line, line of, of, of future points, and we get to Ramon at the end, and it's just like you like. You get this, this kind of aura, it's kind of like Rao, and then they cut to them like they are like, like playing golf in a thunderstorm. Uh, God, if her. she's a golfer who was meant for the purpose just to destroy or take over the world with golf Genetic or something like that, yeah, golf. she seems yeah. pretty tough. She seems pretty, pretty sturdy. Mm-hmm. I would not. I mean, I mean, if we have like fucking uh, the purple commas here coming along and teaching like young kids how to be better <laughs> deadly golfers, uh, then who's to say mm-hmm. what's out there? She, she could be some kind of golfing new type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, from space. Yeah, and so, yeah, they're on the ninth hole. Eve pelts it down. It's, a, it's placed to her strengths. It's a completely straight line. Ball flies down there, ridiculously long distance. My um, pair thinks they've got it in the bag, but Rose is like, ha, ha, ha. You're not the only one with bullets. She does her uh, Crimson Rose bullet. Fires it off, and then, as we alluded to at the start of our discussion, her arm flies off. Hmm. Yeah, again, it looks like a kind of metaphor because it's like a silhouette of her arm being cut off. It's like, oh, because her arm's broken. It's like, yeah, literally, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, presumably, she's presumably relates to Leo with the flashback saying, that's the last thing I'm going to teach you, crazy woman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah i guess it's uh she's pushed her body beyond its limits and had to uh become a cyborg in order to play golf it'd be one thing if it was like you know like a regular fucking prosthesis or something but it's like no 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 no. let's no. like let's get what looks like human uh arm bones inside glass or something like that yeah there's got some pretty pretty cool. yeah it's like you might, might have like some sort of piston in it in some sort yeah, of liquid yeah, yeah, yeah. oh you know, you know what it could be. You know what it could hmm. be. So she could have been like uh, a golfing prodigy. You know, she could have been coming up here to break for her You know, maybe her parents owed money to the mob and they started fun, fun betting her matches or rig them. And they said, "Sorry." That is what Char says. It's like Eve isn't in playing for the mafia, is she? It's like, no, that's the one thing she refuses to do. And he's like, "Good, good, good," because the mafia will take your arm. 
So maybe like, yeah. you know, you fucked up too many times or it was a minute to, 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 to take a fall on the 16th hole, but you didn't. So now we're going to take away your only source of livelihood. That, that drive of yours. No, don't. But mm-hmm. it's like, it happened to you, Eve. I'm going to get you out of this life. Yeah, yeah. It still feels there might be some good in her, but maybe she needs to to be killed off in golf against the only person who could rival her, the student of the same style of martial golf. Yeah. <laughs> Rose, I must steal your fists. <laughs> uh, and then we get the preview uh, where Lily complains that she's not getting enough screen time. Um, which is very funny, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, we're going to need to like uh, to show us some gunplay any minute now. Mm-hmm. They know you'll be ready to go when that happens. Uh, yeah, Catherine, that's the name of the... Uh... Um, what was the deal with the opening? Because they changed the... Uh, uh, there's a few bits that change in the opening, but one of the golf balls that tees down is like v Paris golf ball at one point. I was like, oh, that's strange. Uh, yeah, we made a t- change up every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to say, I, I, like... I, I, I'd listened to it, but I wasn't paying attention to the... Uh, yeah, fair there. enough. You, you, you wouldn't spot it if you were looking away, yeah. Mm. It's uh, very jazzy. I do not do like it on the very... Uh, of quasi big band style of it. Mm-hmm. On to your boy Komei, episode eight, searching for oneself. This is a show which has part of the reason why it feels so it goes at such a clip is because it takes up almost four minutes at the start of every episode with recapping the previous episode and playing the opening credits. Uh, well, then before the opening credits, it, it talks about a bit of history that'll relate yes. to the following plot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, like it, I guess it is uh, time wasting in that regard, but I think I think it, it's currently it's because like uh, yeah. my my people too awful. I love it from my sweet kids anime. I'm going to go tune into this. Oh, it's hilarious! All these in jokes, but like you know, it would be it's be considered to like oh, I just wanted to see like you know this like this thing about like you know there should be a club scene, not my anime about that. It's like oh, it's about yeah. this one call me, dude. Oh, I thought you kind of cool. Yeah, I had up the speed. I hadn't realized until this week looking at discussions of it is that Ayako's named for Kobe's wife I believe um, or uh-huh. other, other people believe um, the other thing I didn't realise is that current Shonen Jump comic uh, Doron Doron everybody's named after Sengoku era <laughs> uh, military <laughs> figures so okay. hold on Niall I'm sure you'll get an uh, odour eventually in that <laughs> call me when he does <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, it is uh, Searching for Oneself. It is all about our two uh, vocal leads finding their voice, um, where Aiko kind of has to learn to relax by relaxing too hard in the baths. <laughs> Almost uh, drowning. Yes. And, oh God, I keep on forgetting his name. The rapper uh, Kabe, Kabe Taijin. Yes, he re- revisits. Enough, I forget as well. Yeah, yeah he revis- revisits his old haunts of where he started off as a rapper, and uh, he learns Sasacho, to find it the... fun again, but constantly takes everything as an insult. Still, as yeah, I mean, like there's a few bits where like he meets kind of girls, I guess, from his old school. There's like, wow, you're a legend. We didn't think you'd look so plain, you know. And he's like, okay, don't. I mean, that feels good and bad at the same time. <laughs> I did too much. See, like, no, it's unexpected that like uh, a fairly like uh, meek-looking dude like yourself, when they speak up up on the stage there, and you're throwing that fucking some mad rhymes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but he's, that's the kind of thing, though. Like, he, while 
he may like you know his day to day his appearances and set seeing that thing. He is um but kind of perspective, you know, when you see him that way, because that's that's when most people kind of see him anyway, it's a fun you see him on stage, you don't know this dude in the state this, you wouldn't yeah. have figure of him, but people know you primarily from being like a fucking this this rap artist being like a this really good fucking dude. Uh I think it's and that's what inspires like... Uh, that's what inspires that young man who was like getting picked on the other day by the other lads in school, getting to buy stuff from the shop. He's about to intervene the type of one, saying, "Yeah, man, I got fucking like set a good example here." Hmm. But the, the, the young guy comes back with one raps of his own, saying, "Hey, check it out! I'm here to say, look, there's a cop. If you look over that way, okay. uh, that's interesting. This and there is a police officer walking by you, but oh shit, bring it out of here." Hmm. He says, so, I'm, 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 I'm inspirational. I'm uh, helping the kids. Yeah, yeah, he, he realizes that he is making like a positive difference in people's in people's lives and people kind of look up to him as a guy from the neighborhood, a guy from the school, that kind of thing. And even meets his old friend still hanging out under the underpass. But now he's a YouTuber, so it's different. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll better go and check our YouTube stream. Yeah, OK, it's still working. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, I think my favorite bit with his friend was like, you know, them kind of talking their way out of it. And he's like, I can't do it. And he gives him like a positive affirmation rap, but he fucks up all of the rhymes. <laughs> I was like, that's nice. It, it, it's it, it's a kind of nice human moment. It's like, oh man, I really appreciate that. But you you, you just fuck every rhyme there. That's it's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about the rhymes you don't hear. But of course, part of the story is, and this is the, what the viewer realizes from all the visual yeah. clues that Aiko is not going to pick up on because she's living in a real world where there aren't visual clues to tip her off as to the narrative direction. Is that yeah, yeah. Uh, Kobe sent to deliberately sent her to perform with Nanami but it's clear from the episode is that Nanami performing on the street is where Nanami feels she can be herself because she can't be herself in her role as one of um, whatever the Azalea that's it Azalea. the masked mm. girl band who she describes as being overproduced at one point uh, yeah, it, the music isn't real anymore, man. That's why she's taking it to the streets to keep it yes. real. Um, yeah, yeah like, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's not it's not telling like you know like they they go out to get pints to get some fried food to the guys and the name is I haven't done this in eight. It's like you know just just sit out for a friend. Do you look it out too much? No, not too much. I I'm just busy with all that shit right now, and it's just you know I get don't have much time to just kind of just relax and just let loose a bit like this. So thanks for that and. Like it goes really trying to like you know, pick up. Okay, why is Nanami? Why she sounds like uh, so natural and she's like, uh, you know, I, I get good like her. So it's like, so how do you t- how do you get good? And this is very quiet. This is experience. The phone say, oh yeah, experience. This guy like you no, know, get out there and keep playing, singing. This one's yeah, but it's also like it's also bad experiences that you learn from. And I think that's just trying to get across. Yeah, she, yeah, like she's because she. It's not that she's been lying up to this point. Anytime that big fucking banner van passes by in town, she's kind of like, oh, Jesus, I fucking, I don't even like the look of that fucking thing. It just reminds me of everything. I don't want to be as a musician. The compromises um, like, you got to make. Exactly, but in the bar she tries to tell. I think it's in the bar and the bath she tries to tell mm. um, her, but it, it, it there's always something that comes up in the conversation that kind of like moves it off that topic, and it's like I can't yeah. quite. It feels natural enough. It didn't feel like, oh, they're trying to keep no, it yeah. hidden. If they stopped singing for five minutes, and the, you know, <laughs> then, then, then the entire bathhouse is in there, surround them and cheering them on. <laughs> woo, woo, yeah, right. 
That was funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she after they go and relax at the baths, then that yeah, they they open up and she she asks uh, Nanami to coach her, and so she gets hmm. better, and we see the spy is there. Once, <laughs> yep. once Eko, Eko is like, ah, I, I might, I'm singing much better now. Now I can get revenge on the pudding man. Um, like that, that's basically her mo- motivation so far. It's like, you said you wanted to like show someone up. But it's like, yeah, that son of a bitch. I'm going to get him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> her reaction shots. Because, yeah, and also it's like countered with Carbay's uh, is like, she's like super determined and super confident. Uh, in her abilities, uh, once she, once she's there, and uh, yeah, you can't imagine him having having the same facial response of like I'm gonna destroy Sekitova at any point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more like for him, it's like getting back to roots and finding out why you love the thing is where she knows she loves the thing, so fucking people should appreciate it. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think maybe laying off energy drinks would help on that as well. <laughs> yeah. You go through for like ten of those in a, in a writing session. That's insane. Um, yeah, and they they we, earlier in the episode they do do a uh, performance together of the song they're going to be working on. Uh, where <laughs> we, uh, you just kind of want to be yeah, yeah, one time. It's like I don't need to like lovely singing. <laughs> But that's that's fine. It adds to it. No, people love that. It's been hyping up. It is like for for like ad libbed um, rapping on top of the the song. It it works pretty good. It's like this would be good better if we can work it out a little better because even her song isn't entirely finished. So yeah, yeah, it it still needs some work. But for a rough one doing, um, and I I really appreciate the attention to detail with the with the music and stuff like um, like her snapping like the E string and stuff like that. I was just like, yeah, that's that's really nice. Like it, it just just really kind of zoom in there on the details it's, it's yes, very I'm, I'm trying to think is, is the only time we see Kobe in real life when he's holding the manager back when the string breaks and yeah, when he's yeah. playing mm. uh, Ring Fit uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the studio <laughs> I'll show you old man oh yeah we'll see they're just both very much so straining at a fucking yeah <laughs> These 90 pound weaklings here spending too much yeah. time in the, in the recording studio slash battle map table. You got to do the physical exercise as well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Continues to be very good. Um, I think the easiest thing, I think, to recommend to people this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does it have the least yeah. anime bullshit? I yeah, as like much as I like Birdie Wing. It's full of anime bullshit where you're like, like yeah. some of this is not going to work for some people. Yeah. <coughs> uh, enough of what I've seen in other like, uh, public forums, I'd say. That, I don't know, this, this seems to be like, you know, outside of, uh, oh, everyone is like, and they're, like, they're the big name titles that are ongoing, let's say. But this is the one that seems to have wormed its way into a lot of hearts, and I'm happy mm. that it has. Um, oh, yeah, I should mention that I did watch four and a half episodes of another spring season show this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Crawling back at executioner in a way of life. <laughs> no, uh, Ao Ashi is what I watched the first uh, four and a half episodes of the soccer mm. anime. It's very good. There's the I was like I was because I saw like how well it was selling. The comic was selling in Japan. I was like, oh, that's got anime airing this season. I should probably check it out to see why it's doing so well. And the reason it's doing so well is it's very good. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> it's a classic. Sports anime, um, sports manga. It's about a kid who's 
got a single parent and an older brother and he's out in the middle of the countryside and in the very first episode they're i think they're in the semi-finals of the last middle school tournament that he can take place take take part in before he goes to high school and he gets sent off and ruins his team's chances when he headbutts the opposition team's goalkeeper um <laughs> And you wonder why he did it, because you only see up to a point of him being insulted and the team being insulted. But then later on, the goalkeeper is brought by his parents to see uh, uh, our main character's mum to apologise for insulting her to her son. And then our main character's mum feels bad because she had headbutted her son in return for headbutting. That's how we apologize in this house. Yeah. Uh, and, and then there's also a a uh, a scout there from, uh turns out, one of the uh, major teams who are trying to recruit for their uh, junior team. And that's where the story goes after that. It's him taken down to mm. invited to Tokyo and uh, given the opportunity to try out. Uh, and the the sort of the gimmick of our main character is that he can visualize the pitch as if a as if he was a crow from up above. So you get lots of these crow visuals um, to like lead into that. It's uh, it looks very good. It's got a production IG production, so it's stable enough. Yeah, it's gonna the the it's gonna be looking uh, good at a minimum, really, and. Uh, yeah, the the sports action is um, the sort of thing you like, and it goes into like a lot of the uh, the details on and off the pitch of how like a uh, a junior team of a major football club would work. Okay. So right. yeah, uh, uh, how many how many cyborgs are in this? Zero, zero. Mm. There's there's <laughs> uh, there's some unusual haircuts. Um, there's a guy with dots for eyes, but he's written out early on. Um, ah, nah. I, well, he's, before he's written out, the character has realised he's been written out. He's basically like, I'm, I'm not going to be good. <laughs> I'm being a race. I'm not good enough to be a professional footballer. Uh, mm. I wish, yeah, like episodes two to four are a lot of. It's basically a lot of uh, thirteen and fourteen year old boys, I guess, realising they're not good enough to be professional footballers. I mean, like if, if it depicts like the the um the sport on the pitch and also the um mechanics of uh how to set up a kind of thing like the the industry and that kind of stuff um as well as something like Gurazeni that could be really interesting because yeah he was all really about the money baby yes. I imagine it won't, get, it, still really it won't get into that yet for these kids oh no because they're junior yeah of course, yeah, of course. but yeah I think it, I think that is probably... there's lots in that about uh yeah the management decisions that's uh you know exactly. what's, yes. uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it is the reactions of the coaches and then them describing what they see in various players and then they get in the episode 4 they they like get the main character to explain what he did on the pitch and they're like mm. oh thank goodness he can he realized what he's doing he's not operating entirely on instinct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is actually some thought going on on the pitch okay. in his head. But yeah, it's uh a fun show. I shall probably, when I've got a, a, a long weekend again, I might dip in and watch a whole bunch more episodes. Hmm. Um, but on to the regular stuff, and that is I'm Kadama Kawashiri, episode 15, 
And this is pulled off uh, Japanese Wikipedia because there wasn't an episode title. Fun friends in the town where you live. In which... I, I titled it Untitled Brackets Merry Friends in my notes. <laughs> yeah, Kadama Kawashiri introduces us to her merry friends that she knows around town. <laughs> this which... is fucking brilliant, because if you've lived in any town for any length of time, you know the characters. You, you know the... I, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's one of them you, I think, probably exists in every single town, which would be the second man. There's <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Mumbles. He just, he just stands outside the combi and just like, talks to himself. You know, maybe he's just like saying, words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Here we got old man, don't give a fuck. He's riding his bike and he's smoking because he's old. He don't care no more. <laughs> no, all your favourites. You got like, <laughs> Sticky Joe. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, these are all her friends, you know, all the characters who fill her life with joy. The, yes. the way she introduces it as it's like these are my friends from town. It's like what the the weirdos, all all the people that people well, like walk yeah. to the other side of the path to avoid that kind of thing. Well, uh, the fact that we see her doing walking, trying to avoid them, <laughs> as this jolly narration <laughs> explains what great guys they are, and then she's got this horrified face of trying to avoid these creepy men who are in town. Mm. It's amazing. It's it's so well put together. Yeah, and... this is the best episode so far, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah this this had me fucking rolling, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is more than those guys get across that, like, yeah, she is something of like uh, something of like a fucking can't even find a proper word for her now. She's a fun stop. She's fucking not got her shit together, but not like any of these lads. In fairness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I, I also do worry as I get older. It's like, am I a character in town? I might fucking be. You never fucking know. That's the worry, right? That you become <laughs> yeah. even a partial character. Yeah, I, I think I'm I think I'm somewhat known. I think I'm a little bit known probably like, no, as the, that dude who wears that jacket or those jackets. Ah, so uh, yeah, yeah. That kind of I, bit, yeah. I, I get some pretty ostentatious jackets. And I think I get these, <laughs> like the Turkish supermarket, probably like, oh, this dude again. Never mm, mm, mm. ask for a bag. He bought it his own. <laughs> then we've got Kaguya Sama, Love is War, Ultra Romantic, Mikao Aino Can't Love Part 1. Students wish to discuss the culture festival. Miyuko Shiragani wants to blow it up. <gasps> Alright, oh, it's that, that time of year when. School culture festival. Alright, so right. So cool. Um, oh, when I come out, things are happening, we've got planning stuff. And maybe even a time for love. Um, last time, last time at school festival, they had an old, it's like this thing. If you, if you build a big bonfire and you like, no, do this fucking ring a rosy around us, and the person that you like see straight across from you, uh, when when this, when it ends across the fireplace, it's going to be your one true love. And hmm. I, I guess like you know, she was just like uh, very taken by that, that 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 lovely little story. And even though she's big on discipline for saying, oh, the student. The culture festival is going to be like orderly. It's going to be no rambunctiousness or misbehaving. It seems like it could have a bonfire, though. I know, but that was pretty cool. So she's been kind of got in with Ishigami to um, be the student council uh, liaison for the, the for the committee for that. Was headed up by Subame, this uh, that nice girl who said Ishigami might have a thing for. Well, I mean, and, like he, he refuses to be, to go check it out until he says, "Hey, she's heading it." He's like, "I'm fucking there." I mean, I'll, I'll, I gotta, I gotta make sure that they do everything within budget. That's that's my job, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's other like, uh, let's say other nerds around there. It was like, 
Oh, oh. I have a suggestion uh, for, uh, or to, to, to kind of go into all the like things that people have been asking up on like uh, concerns or things to be looking out for and saying, oh, don't worry about that, Sabama Senpai. We're actually fully insured for that. We can do that. And saying, oh, don't worry about that, Sabama Senpai. We can do this. And it's kind of fun saying, yeah, but if you did it this way, it would be a lot better. And it's just like shooting down their ideas, or, or not necessarily shooting them down, just offering like, no, well, you could he's, all, he's improving all of their ideas. He's basically not naysaying. He's basically going like, yeah, that's good, but I can fucking make it work. Yeah, um, but they're all going, this motherfucker right here, he's trying to get, he's trying to get the attention of the of, of Subama Senpai and be the golden boy. We won't well, do it, will we, man? There's a little private war between him and the... I, I think he calls them all glasses, because they're all wearing glasses. <laughs> they're a little bit like uh, there was a dude from Urusa Yatsura, uh, who... <clears> the, <throat> I've forgotten their name. You know the dudes. Uh, they're always, like, jealous of Ataru, how he's getting all these lays drawn to him. They <clears> plot <throat> his downfall. Uh, but that's going on in the background. The stormtroopers. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's going on in the background of our... Um, our moral panic character where she's kind of like she's trying to get involved but she's kind of getting uh she, like her ideas or her naysayings are kind of getting shot down it's like no that's not going to happen she is she is sounds she sounds herself a bit too kind of negative and uh yes. and, and there's, there's like uh i've forgotten her name off one like this the blonde one she's also she's the one like uh in the previous arc from yuki was because most most of these are also the cheerleading team that ishigami joined up with that's why he's, he's like going yeah go school yeah so she's not, <laughs> not like him at all um yeah yeah but she's also the one who kind of caught she's just she's kind of call people off of what they are and that's and just kind of fun back up your shit um i was trying to, try to get across for like you know yeah you've if, if you want this like uh, you don't need to be so stuck up about it. like you know there's if, if you got these concerns you know or if there's something you need to do then we'll just do it and say well if you want to have a bonfire if you if you want a bonfire we gotta go to a lot of trouble to do that are you, are you willing to go to a lot of trouble and it's just like yes because i'm you know i want a bonfire but i'm also like just a pretty committee you know I, I i'm like a very proper i'm actually the right person to do this so they go around to the airport get all the permits for it yeah, they got to go around to like the neighborhood association, like everyone in the neighborhood, and basically like ask permissions. Like, are you guys cool? But I was doing a big bonfire, and because she's been helping the community for so long, yeah, they're all going to be pretty cool with it. It's like, oh, that's that nice girl who fucking sweeps up and cleans up the place and does all the bits and everything. Yeah, yeah, so it's not going to be a big problem, but it is a lot of footwork basically <laughs> to do. Yeah, uh, that was like the the, the blonde girls are all the pushers say, well, like. If it's something like I, I, I'm also kind of pushing you like this to see, you know, if, if you got the stuff for this, or if you're just going to like this fucking pour cold mm-hmm. water, be be the wet blanket usually, yeah. But you're not. Yeah. And by, and by the way, if one like you know, if have a bonfires class, I want to have it. Like, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the middle bit then? Oh, the middle bit is kind of like the <laughs> it's kind of like the short your comic um, sort of homage here, but going around to all of the idols of the school. Uh, they're interviewing Kaguya and they're interviewing uh, Sibame, they're interviewing, I think even even Chika is one of the idols of, of the school somehow, uh, <laughs> despite her atrocious character. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, like, what are your plans to do during the festival? That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah been, uh, I, 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 I haven't seen these ones too much around there. Like, the boys seem like here and there just for convenience, but they're getting their own little bit of the the two of the the media club they're just going to have a future like you no know, reporters and photo documentarians that are going around Ooh, and... are those the characters who've got a spin-off 
Have you got a spin-off, do that? Oh, have they? Because they were pretty fun in this. I wouldn't I wouldn't be against that. <laughs> it's just like, you know, their journalistic, you know, uh, demeanor just crumbles in the face of, oh, but this cocky, she's so lovely. I, uh, I'm not sure. I, 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 I answer these hard, hard-hitting questions of her. Are they Karen and Erica? From the back. Maybe I've forgotten their names. They're ca- yeah. yeah uh, the mass media club, Karen and Erica, discuss various rumors surrounding the school council, is the uh, mm-hmm. spin off. Right. Uh, called We Want to Talk About Kagia. They, they are like fans of the comic written into the comic, yeah. So I, I guess that sounds about right. Mm. Yeah, um, they're they're fun characters. I, I think my favorite joke was the, the bit with Kagia. Wasn't that the bit with... Um, she, she quit archery because they think for noble reasons because she's too pure to compete at the at the commoner's level or something like that. Whereas, like, she doesn't want to take part in the archery thing over December because she might have a date on Christmas, maybe? I mean, <laughs> on the off I've always kept it might. open. Yeah, exactly. This, this might leaves, be the year. <laughs> she leaves the slot open just in case. That's why she quit archery professionally, basically, yeah. Um... <laughs> um. Oh, the restroom cars are getting stuck in with the preparation as well. Um, they're wearing these really ugly jumpers. It's just saying, go oh, class. Oh, they got all those jumpers done up, yeah. yeah. Go class 2B. Like, yeah, all right. It looks, it looks really bad. Uh, and they're blowing, blowing up balloons. They're doing balloon animals. Oh, we're going to decorate like, our, our classroom and have it all done up of all of us. Everyone's like, making like like horses. And, oh, I've got two swords. Look at me. I'm making crowns. And sheer again, I can't do it. This one. <laughs> It's just uh, like is in the room, and it's like she gives it. friend's kind of like, saying, "Hey, why don't you go over and show him how to do it?" And it's like, "Don't fucking no, ask me that. No, do not ask no. this of me. I have taught him so many things, and all of them have been fucking like draining my life." Um, <laughs> but she is tempted with her mother hen tendencies to go help the poor child. <laughs> yeah, Cashy Wagy said, "Well, I go help my boy." Say no, no. As his mother, I forbid it. My paternal instincts says you gotta let the spirit out of death sometime. <laughs> So, yeah, he, make his own mistakes. <laughs> she grabs some balloons and he heads back to the student council and he's like, hey, Kagi, do you mind if I try to do some of this here? And she's like, yeah, no problem. I'm just doing my needlework. So it's grand. And to Kagi, who's sensitive, um, this is like torture. It's just like, you know, it's like just every now and again, there's going to be a loud explosion across the desk from you and you can't fucking predict when it's going to fucking happen. And it's just it's, it's torture, it's literal torture for her. Just the visual symbolism there of. He's, oh, he goes back to the student council room. It's just lovely, like this, this sunlight shafting into the window. She looks so it's really sort of demure and elegant. Yeah. Finally, get some alone time together. And then he has to just like <laughs> disassemble <laughs> of his impotence. Just like, <laughs> he has to. <laughs> he's just slumped over the corner of the table. Can't make eye contact. It's, it's it's beautiful. Like some shrinks would have a fucking field day with this. Oh my God. Um, yeah, this is this is like you know been splitting me like consistently um, <laughs> last couple of weeks, and now it's had me going. But like, Shira Gade, but do you use the old balloons you had in the storeroom? They're all worn out. See, everyone yesterday was using the new balloons I got. You dummy, you had me you, worried you were, for a minute. Like she blows up one just to show him, and it explodes on her. It's like, yeah, you were just setting yourself up for failure. Here, try one of the new balloons. She's like, oh wow, thanks. I guess everything's gonna be okay. Just like, how how did you fail? Everything went right for you. <laughs> but you believed in, you believed in me. You, you, she, 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 she's going to help me, right? Even though I, even though I figured it out, you're going to help me, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> she's going to help him. <laughs> I just said, <laughs> trials of motherhood. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and there was like this whole thing. None of them knew at that time that it was building up. All this activity in the background was gaining momentum for the instant that would happen at the culture festival. That would change it. their lives forever. Also, the editorializing by the state, the media department says, well, that's that's going to be our angle on this, you know, so it's, it's going to be, you know, built tension, dramatic, you know. Happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, ooh, there something happened there. Mm-hmm. Let's see. If this uh, keeps us, just keeps splitting me like this uh, week to week. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, ever, ever liable. Um, that's quite what I, like, what I like about our um, our slate for for this this uh, season anyway since be everything seems fairly reliable right I, I, there yeah, have been like yeah. many if any episodes that were like they both from like at least very good some of them have been outstanding uh, exactly yeah. yeah yeah then we've got dragon quest the adventure of die episode 78 the survivor from hell <laughs> who is the survivor <laughs> it is him him it's is him. back Defying logic. He's back. His head's all smashed in. He seems to have recovered from the hole which was blasted through his torso, though. They can grow back. It just takes yes. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, all you monsters, get out of the way. I want to fight your uncle. But these and monsters... They're all laughing at him. It was like, ah, you're just crap. You're just a chess piece. And you, you were like fucking the thing of that guy who fucking died. That guy sucked. Your lord is crap. Yeah. And we're going to beat you up now. And he's like, how uh, dare wrong. you insult? Yeah. Well, they put him in the... I'm, I am just that guy, yes. but I'm also beautiful. Yes. They, put, <laughs> they punch him in the face, destroy the back of his head, which then causes hair to grow out the hole. And he's got a beautiful long hair. And he goes like, chip off the old black. He looks like Hadlar. He's got aura. He's alive. He's, he's become a living thing. And he's got aura, I, all right. He's got aura, aura, aura on all these dudes. <laughs> I, I appreciate his description of like, cause like, you know, the way die is a guy who's alive and puts his aura into his, um, his aura calcum blade. This yes. is a man made of aura calcum with, the ability to put his life aura into himself is like shit. That's the strongest dies attack. I'm fucked, <laughs> basically, which is a fair assumption. Yeah. Yes, and uh, but before he's fucked, all the monsters are fucked first. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Do they get? Does he get punched at the end? He gets punched at the end after we get cheered. Like, yeah, the lads. We we cut away from him, but uh, actually at the very start of the episode, we get the the ending of poor old Zabuera. Who never like I I just wanted to apologize to you, Crocodile. You're right. I'm out of spells. I'm out of tricks. I'm just gonna like say you were right. I was wrong. I'm slowly seeping poison into my fingernails and hoping you'll try and take my hand in a handshake of gesture of friendship. And you're reaching forward. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, oh God, you're gonna like curb stomp me now, aren't you? It's like yes. I just yes, think I, uh, I, 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 this, this was this was written long before we saw that shit in the Marvel films. She was fun. Let's let's has ask go. Just the handle, the haft of it is not the fun. Just the way to wear to the ground. And then yeah. everyone said, "Sorry, man. Some dogs is just gonna put down." He just fucking goes full on Beast King blast to the head. Yeah, it's it, like it's so brutal because he's just like shooting at his own, like between his own feet, basically. At that stage. <laughs> Ooh. That was a cool move, Crocodile, but now he's like his like uh, his fried corpse is kind of like dissolve all over the handle of your ass. You gotta rinse that off. And he was off. very gonna, poisonous, so you're gonna, gonna get into the leather and it's gonna stain it. Oh. You're gonna have to clean that very well because he was a very poisonous man. I mean, like yeah. literally and figuratively. But yeah. uh, his, was, his old 
it, the, his, his best friend slash maybe love interest, I'm not sure, old man comes up and he's just like, hey, I feel kind of bad, old man, because I mean, like, if not for the grace of die, there goes me. I mean, like, I, I, I could have ended up just as evil as that guy. And the old man's like, no, Crocodile, you're cool. He's, he was a piece of shit. Like, you, you have honor and stuff. You had that before you what went good. So, you know, you're great. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. It's a nice it, moment. It is a nice moment. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it goes to the impact of the punch from him. That it, then you go to TV advertising break. Then hmm. we go with Chew and the guys on the ground again discussing. Hmm. Well, that's great. We can now go and. Uh, <laughs> Send in B team. Yeah. We can go and heal the guys. Uh, we got three things could fly. So. We'll take three. Obviously, I'm going because I'm the beast. Yeah, king. and obviously, yeah. Uh, you're going crocodile. Just need a third person. Abby's like, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Mr. Beast, you're up. All right. <laughs> it's the fact her aura <laughs> expands from her and then taps Chew in the back of his spine. And he's like, oh, something terrible behind me. <laughs> Mr. Beast. <laughs> And she is. She just kind of go like, "I do need to constantly he- heal her, otherwise she will die." So yes. okay, that that is that fair. Is fair. Yeah, yeah. And then when they fly up, I do like the way they 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 carry Mister Beast upside down as to preserve his modesty. So no one's <laughs> gazing up underneath his. They're <laughs> <laughs> staring up my bustle. Ah <coughs> uh, dear. And Crocodile's barely been held aloft by um yeah by the biggest flyer he had as well. Yeah. Yeah, they get well, to the well, top. Well, his ego's got to take a break. Yes. Yes. They send the, uh, the flyers back down, and Crocodile's like, yeah, Chew is re- he's really weak, but he's incredibly positive. One day, he may be somebody incredibly important, which I assume is massive foreshadowing on Crocodile's <laughs> past. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, Cornered Mouse always fights back. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and then we go back to uh, Hyunko, uh getting killed. We come back to him about to be punched in the getting face, punched. and he gets punched in the face. That's what. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, and he passes out, and then he sees and he's vision. also falling into the same abyss that we saw him falling into in his recollection. Which I was like, oh yeah, because Hyunko's mm. been to hell multiple times at this fucking stage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hello, darkness, my old friend. Mm-hmm. But who if only him he could but... rise up from this and I don't know, fight Uncle shirtless or something. That that would be pretty sweet. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty tough. Yeah, totally tough. But remember, like, yeah, well, it's, it's, it gets the division of him. If one say, no, man, like you got one come back out. That's you're not, you're not driven by by hate and revenge anymore. Hmm. Yeah, stand up, Uncle says. Mind Avon, stand up. Uh, a real hero doesn't give up until, until, until he fights to the finish, win or lose. And yeah, so he yeah. does. Use everything him, you got. Him's like, ah, oh, you're you're up. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, that's what I want from my eternal rival. <laughs> We've known each other for like the space of uh, just over a week, and we're already eternal rivals. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's as long as he, as uh, him has been alive. So yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My first eternal arrival I've met so far. Actually, it's longer than he's been alive because he's only been alive for like 
like a half an hour at most at this stage. Yeah. some time in between when yes. um, uh, Die was tra- was trapped in the iceberg and we thought everyone. No, was... no, no. I, what I mean is when him was kicked off of uh, the the flying fortress. He died and then oh, yes. came back to actually alive. Proper, properly alive. He's only been alive for half an hour. Because yeah, before I mean. he was oh, being okay. maintained by magical power being fumbled from Hadlar into him. Exactly. He's uh, been alive for an hour at tops. But, uh... Yeah, however long it's been since Hadlar died. <laughs> yeah. Actually, now we've got a record of attraction, lads. Damn it. Because uh, <laughs> presumably, because the Hyunkle's theory is that some of Hadlar's life made it into Hib's body, and that's what's given it. Well, his haircut made it in, so yeah. The spark spark of existence now belongs Mm. to him, and um, I assume a face turn is in order at some point down the line. Because I will fulfill the will of Hadlar, and it's like, you know Hadlar died a good guy, right? Yeah. That's that's how that works. And you just beat up all those bad guys. Yeah, and Hadar says, "Out of all my chess piece children, you're the most like me." Him, <laughs> yes, most likely to do a heel turn. Then, yeah, uh, baby face. Yeah, inherited his fabulous hair. No, but with great <laughs> hair, we got to be like Samson. This, the metaphor is, is very important here. You got to just got to be a hero. If you fight now, win or lose. Uh, yeah, so they're gonna have a fight next week. Um, and I looked it up. We're not even four fifths of the way through the story yet <laughs> in, in the comic. So what the fuck? I guess uh, I guess it'll be going up to about episode one hundred or so, something mm, around okay. there. Because remember, we've had two episodes weren't even part of the manga; they were part oh, of yeah, the spin-off. The mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah, still a way to go. We've got obviously we've got that mysterious. Figure who they've sent out. We got Mistvern to deal with. We've got Kilvern with his new face on. Uh, we got Vern, and maybe some other people who are inside the castle who we've not met yet. You can't keep talking about the underworld without having to go to the underworld at some point. This That's is not the last true. Castle. Yes, I don't know whether what, what happened to the dragon who used to be leading leading the other third faction. Whether they're dead, dead, or somehow still around. It's or called Dragon Quest, Brian. We were on a quest to find a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Was a dragon all along. There's some good action in the bits with um, him fighting the monsters. Yep, hmm. clipped and saved for future use. <laughs> Excellent. There we get. I've put the wrong title in. For some reason, I've put Survivor I in Hell well. into Spy Family. What's the episode called? Uh, episode the Target's Se- Second Son, episode 7. Yeah. Spy <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that being part of Spy Family 7. <laughs> <laughs> well, Every Lloyd, episode this week is called The Survivor from Hell. It's a good week. Welcome with the it's, it's kind of like Shark Week. Uh, <laughs> everyone's part Survivor Week. Uh, well, Lloyd could be a survivor from hell. You know, he's he's like you know grew up in a conflict zone. You know, mm-hmm. his family mm-hmm. taken from him by warfare. Um, he's here now, uh, trying so to teach the, his daughter maths. The the plan is to try and fix uh, Plan B a little bit. Is to is the apologize plan. It's time to apologize. Don't panic. We can she can still apologize. Day two, first day of proper of school. We're okay. This, uh, this is manageable. The apology, unfortunately, that Lloyd doesn't know this has worked too. It has worked too well by the time the apology happens. In that, <laughs> Damien has now fallen in love with Anya. Sensible. Sensible. He, he is fucking adorable. 
in denial about it. Yeah, uh, the the Anya's pulling of his pigtails, by which I mean punching him across the fucking corridor, yes. has absolutely worked in this I case. Like, I like the fact that it teases it enough before the apology that it's already in your... It's like, it's established yeah. that he's already got feelings for her. And then once she apologises and is bawling her eyes out, that's the thing which pushes him over the edge. <laughs> but she's not and even it, bawling her eyes out because she's really upset that she punched him. She's bawling her eyes out because she can hear the other two, his bully friends, kind of going like, yeah, you stupid pipsqueak, short legs, ugly, dumb, poo-poo face. They can hear all the insults that her, her um, their boss could possibly come up with. And she's like... I'm hearing all these insults and they're really hurting my feelings. <laughs> but that just breaks his little heart. As but how can I make this perfect angel cry? <laughs> <laughs> and, and just like when that happens in all those little scenes, which we guys post like getting from his point of view, because yes. she can like hear his thoughts in the microphone and say, Fucking oh god, she drives me crazy. And she can't glance the microphone and say, Oh shit, I'm fucking oh god, make it right with him. We've seen that as, as her <laughs> glancing back over her shoulder, there's this, this sparkles in there every time, you know, just like cross the playground. It's just like she's just, I just get lost in those emerald pools. Oh, I know, I hate you, get out of my face. And, and it's such a long build up as well while Lloyd yes. is taking the day off being Lloyd's a psychiatrist. Spying, and yeah, and his main enemy. He, he's not only spying, he's trying to fucking. Yes. Um, what was the name of that fucking movie where they try and mind heist? Uh, he's uh, trying to that by himself. Inception. Which is very difficult. Yes, he's trying yes. to inception her because he's like into the topiaries. He's carved the word yes. sorry. Um, all this kind of fucking mad. But he's having a mirror. His yeah, main yeah. enemy on this mission, though, is Becky, Anya's one friend. <laughs> is, she a, is she a counter spy? What is going on here? <laughs> she's, she's like her, her father is like a, the, the, the war profiteer. So maybe like, you know, he's got ties with Desmond. And she's trying to keep together. the war going. I fucking see how it is, little girl. All I'm, right, all right. I'm probably overreacting to that, but goddammit, she's wrecking my shit today. Uh, his brilliant plan of his, like, running away, getting to the office, is like, would Becky, please come to the office. And it's like, oh, I'm having fucking lunch right fucking now. Get to the fucking office, kind of thing. That's funny. They shouldn't be able to hear that. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Anya's apology works. It works. It works, well, but it not to Lloyd's it, it, it's questionable. Yeah. The, re- the results cannot be accurately gauged at this time. From, from Lloyd's point need, of view, we need hard information, boy, hard intel. From, from Lloyd's point of view, a small boy went right in the face with rage and was like, I will never forgive you, and stormed off, where he was just like, i got to get out of here because I'm about to have a fucking heart attack because she's too, too damn cute, too cute, need to get out. Mm, <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we get like a little bit at the end with... Uh, Lloyd and Yor realizing, oh, we've got to be parent, or Lloyd more than Yor. You're making Lloyd realize that I've got to be a parent to this child. That was the crux of the plan. They're both kind of, yeah, they're both kind of convincing each other and everything of you. Oh man, I, I, I guess I'm not really her, her mother, so I shouldn't be telling you what to do. And he's like, no, you're functionally her mother. Like you're, you're looking out for her and everything, so you're cool. And then he realizing. I wonder what having a real family would be like is his realization. It's like, dude, you're her dad. What the fuck are you talking about? They're too dumb to realize that they are an actually excellent family somehow. Yeah. Well, well that's, the, that's the, like, like well, I, I gotta be the ideal perfect family, you know, uh, to, to try and fool this. But you think like, yeah, but even like the obviously perfect family got fun problems with their own. Like no, like exactly. they, no family is like this all the time. So it's only to expect that once she's like she's six, uh, she's getting on pretty well on this espionage uh, gig, in fairness to her. 
Yeah, yes. and that and the fact that he he cares for and they care for each other's well being is like, yeah, you you guys are a good family because even the simple thing was like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do fractions. Um, and it's just like, and you're not going to watch your spy cartoon until you get this right. And she's like, no, I don't want to do it. But she actually just goes off to a room to study. And he's like, uh, maybe I am a good, maybe I am a terrible father. It's like, no, you're you're a good dad because she she wants to yeah. she wants to make you happy. But yes, but, but you're that's also just more, tell her, it's tell also him. yeah. Go ahead, Nile. As I was say, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Was, like, some of that it's also born of the fear that if she's not a good girl, then Mammy and Daddy will go away. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the fear. But like, it as the the, the characters don't know this, but as the audience watching it is like these motherfuckers love the shit out of each other. This that's not happening. <laughs> yes, but he oh, all yeah. makes the point that sh- he should do more little positive reinforcements. Yeah, uh, like her, like her brother did for her. Because uh, yes. she learned more from her, her little brother than he did from her. She was the breadwinner, by which I mean the assassin who would then use that money to put him in, put him through school, basically. <laughs> yeah, and this is all leading us up to the punchline of yes, what a great family these people are. Oh, you forgot to mention to your brother that you were married and he had to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> from his co-worker down co-worker. the office down the way yeah, yeah. and 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 that's it's, it's quite a blunder for somebody who was part of the secret police <laughs> oh man oh. under my nose all this time yeah he's, he's like oh yeah I, I met her husband uh, congratulations by the way he's like did you fucking what sorry excuse me wait no congratulations he was asking what was the bad like that she brought to the party that's right. Uh, and then yeah, he's yeah. like, congratulations. Uh, uh, and then that's the reveal of her being married to him. And yes, he drops his briefcase. He's, his call has been broken at the learning of this news. And uh, I guess that's what we'll deal with in the next episode. Mm. I, again, just the, just the brilliance of spy father, assassin mother, psychic child, and uh, spy catcher uh, brother-in-law. <laughs> and or uncle, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like the the comedy is there, but it's it is like genuinely sweet in those little moments too. Even yes. with Anya, just like it's real, like kind of first day at school kind of fears. There, am I going to get on with people? Already, it's gotten out that like, oh, that's the dude who fucking clocked your man there, and they're all like seated, like a good distance away from her. He's but got Becky a bad rep. Yeah, but Becky's away. there from saying, well, don't mind them. They're all fucking talking out their ass. Like, and she's right. It's like, oh, but well, Becky around school isn't so scary after all. Mm-hmm. Yes, but Becky also has to stop her from calling her. How do they translate, like, the... Uh, Ojo Sama. Um, it's yeah, like... Yeah. Rich girl. Rich girl, yeah. And I'd be a rich girl too? Oh, well, I was born into it. I'm not, I'm not sure about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm not going to adopt you. Uh, I think is the line <laughs> she says, but... Uh, yeah, like don't to... you know that love can't grow unless you're friends with the psychic girl? Uh, and yeah, they kind of do the overwhelming thing to because uh, the certain plot points would be instantly eliminated if she was able to focus in on one person and uh, read their minds. Um, also, if she wasn't like a little kid who misinterpreted everything she that's read true because you have to remember, oh, she's actually younger than she should be in this year. Yeah, she's not even six. No, yeah, they're, having, they're pretending it, to have her be six. Um, mm-hmm. Which, yeah, you do occasionally have to remind yourself of that plot point from the very first episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like they're doing a good job at tricking you, the viewer, as well, into making mm-hmm. you forget that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's Spy Family. It's very good. It, it's, I don't think it's ever going to be 
worse than very good. Yeah, I mean, at the at, at the very least, what the the material it's adapting is, I think, almost universally beloved at this stage. So yeah, yes, and the frustrating that would be fine. Sent the manga sales rocketing again. Fantastic, ching. Yeah, I think volume one is is likely to reach two million sales in Japan during wow. this first series. Um, so uh, yeah. It's doing a cracking job. That's it for this week. We will be back on Wednesday next week. Is that correct, Niall? Yeah. Yes. Getting close to the times I'm going to be away, I think. So I will update it up. But this is now, not be one of those weeks. So we'll continue and, uh, as per usual schedule. I guess we'll also, if people things are to be believed... Uh, I guess we might be able to tell people what events all we're not doing at Kitacon the next <laughs> summer, uh, or this summer. The impression I get is that they will take anything because they that is the thing, around yes. for a few uh, slots of them. That that okay. made that did make put a, a lump in my throat because I did say on one of my events I say, well, I'll do it fifty five minutes because I'm doing the same event at, at uh, Abicon. But if you're really short of things, I'll I could do, I could do it at ninety minutes, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to do it for 90 minutes. I mean, I don't, I'm fine doing it in 90 minutes. i got the material. But uh, um, it would have been nice to uh, do a 55-minute one. But we'll see. We'll find out by uh, end of the week, hopefully. So we'll mm. let you know next week. Mm-hmm. All the people who like the live events of Niall and Brian, come <laughs> see us live. Oh, or, in my case, behind a mask. And maybe also I may have pre-recorded all the audio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. So huh? it, it may not be live at all. Um, <coughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, the good thing—the good thing about Warwick, of course—is you've got proper uh, lecture rooms. Yeah, which hopefully they're using because it is Kitacon. They did choose not to use them last time they ran at Warwick and put a load of events in, <laughs> in yeah, not in those in... theatres. Yeah, it, it isn't. Was that due to the, like, the works they were doing? I think they, it was maybe. They had a bit, started those works at that point. Oh, it's been a bit overly cautious, I think, or maybe they didn't yeah. push hard enough for it. I don't know. It was a bit weird. Um, hopefully, they'll have learnt from previous errors. But that will be an exciting thing for us to find out going back to a con. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so what way would it be now? Would it ever be the same? Maybe it'll be better. Who knows? That that's what I was wondering, but at the same time, I'm I'm going strictly just Friday to Sunday. I'm not having ex- any extra days, so I'm yeah. still going to limit my chances of catching anything, or indeed giving yeah, monkey- something to other people. Yeah, no monkey box, please. No, um, new hotness. Yeah, <laughs> we'll hotness, see. You next- I mean, the fucking sweats are going to be under. Yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye for now. Ta ta. Bye-bye.